Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in, everybody, to the Pro Football Show for this Friday the 13th, Friday, March 13th. And it has been, um, as we talked about yesterday, a a surreal couple of days now uh, in the sports world. And uh, certainly with the other sports in the middle of their season, it's affected basketball and hockey and baseball. Uh, as we're taping this show on Thursday night, uh, the PGA Tour is reversing its decision to play without fans. They've canceled the rest of the players, which is essentially the fifth major. And they've canceled all PGA Tour events up to the Masters, which the Masters is not a PGA Tour sanctioned event, so it'll be up to Augusta National to decide. Uh, We are headed towards um, an unprecedented time of year in sports. I mean, we will have no XFL, no March Madness, no conference tournaments, no NBA, no hockey, no spring training, um, no golf. I mean, there is nothing dead sports-wise. Yet, um, certainly, we understand the reason. And we, as everybody tries to get a hold of this, it's just been not surprising, just kind of hard to settle into, wow, this is really happening. This is something that happens in third world countries. It's something that happens in China. And, man, that's something. And then you go about your business. When it hits home, wow. And I fear that we're going to get worse before it gets better. And we're going to have more and more um issues of players and people that we know that have it, that get it, and, and hope that, um, you know, the, 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 the risk of transferring and all those things are going to be uh, factored in here. So we're, we're here to try to bring you a different perspective, a look into something to take your mind off of the difficulties and the fears and the anxieties of what's going on in the real world. So let's get to it. Let's talk a little football. I want to talk 
um, the latest in pro football. And today, um, so I want to get into the XFL has suspended indefinitely their season. Um, with only five games left, it's it's unlikely that they're going to be able to finish. They are going to pay the players the rest of the year. The key is going to be, as much as they have financially set themselves up to be there for the long term, is this something, because no one could have foreseen this, this is not a obviously a financially rich league. Uh, it's got good funding, but um, is this going to affect their future? Um, a lot of guys have worked really hard to give themselves an opportunity you hate if this would end this way for them. But we'll shall see. It looks like they're going to miss uh, the certainly the rest of the year. The NFL has canceled its spring meetings, uh, which is scheduled for March 29th to April 1st. Even though um, they don't have games this time of year, they've got the league meetings. The main issues are going to take place in May if it can be tabled. And anything that needs to be handled – during that time, will be done electronically over, uh, obviously, conference calls. Um, there is uh, conflicting thoughts and reports on whether the league is going to delay the start of free agency, which is scheduled to start, well, Monday is the legal tampering period. Wednesday is the 18th, is the start of free agency. You, it can be done, it could be handled because you can handle this electronically and you can agree to deals. The issue is two things. One, are you willing to deal with the lack of travel with players maybe visiting um, facilities, which are commonplace in free agency? You make that more challenging. That 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 could be a problem, but that's probably not a deal breaker. What they're looking at is the concern of everybody's shut down business. Everybody's kind of in a state of mourning, in a state of they're completely are concerned. You can't avoid this anywhere you turn. And the NFL is going to be announcing contracts or the media is going to be announcing contracts of this guy gets a $20 million signing bonus. and They're worried about the optics there. So it'll be interesting to see. I think the feeling all along is that they'll continue with free agency at the start. But could they push it back a little bit? Do they want to push it back a couple of days? Maybe make the initial, you know, uh, not jump right into – you know, Monday or Tuesday and Wednesday next week and have all this, maybe they want to delay it a few days. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think they'll delay it a whole lot. There's a lot that needs to be done. Um, and, of course, the draft situation, as I've explained, is no different, won't be any different. It's, what, seven weeks away, so you're going to see the draft go on. i the draft, I suspect, unless something like really jumps out around that time frame, I think the draft's going to go at as uh, uh, scheduled. 
But what is not going to likely go through is you're probably not going to have league officials and players walking across the stage and all that. Will they – there is some thoughts within the league to say let the – the fans want to show up and they can see the draft electronically on boards and all that, they might allow that. But then, you know, how is that going to look if they say, look, we're not going to put our staff – um, meaning NFL office staff and people involved, but you fans could go out there. I, I think there's going to be a lot of blowback with that. So I think what they're going to do is they're going to say, look, for the safety of the people, we're going to host this draft electronically. Uh, I think it would be done to where it will be covered by the media. You'll have it. Uh, it'll be televised, but it'll be televised in a studio format you know, not in a on-site. That's my guess right now. If 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 you were to look and see where it is right now, I think this is where we're headed. Um, things could drastically change and be positive. That could make this better, and hopefully it does. We'll see. But uh, I can tell you that multiple teams in the league are shutting down their facilities um, and getting them sterilized sending their people home, doing work from home, like is done in corporate America, has been asked to do now. Um, many teams are suspending all travel with their scouts and coaches, or some travel with their scouts and coaches, which are out at pro days. Pro days are being affected by a smaller turnout, but we're potentially looking at certain pro days being moved or postponed or, or, or canceled. I know Alabama has pushed back their pro day in March to April 9th. It's going to be the same one that Tua is going to have. They're going to have it in April. Now, is, is it going to be better then or not? We don't know, but they're pushing it back. A lot of decisions that are being made on the fly and are being made you know, in an immediate sense, and then we'll figure it out, you know, between now and next week, what do we do the next couple of weeks, and so on and so forth. So um, there is definitely an issue that's being affected at the college level with classes being closed, bring practices being shut down. At this point, the pro days haven't been shut down but could be. And then, obviously, on the pro side with, with again, uh, facilities and whatnot. Now, here's one thing that's going to be interesting is you've got some owners that might be willing to mitigate some of the travel issues by allowing his private plane or utilizing uh, some other private plane to where that can be sterilized and maybe mitigate the risk of infection for personnel and whatnot. Uh Everybody's looking for advantage. How important are the pro days, people ask me. Well, they're important or we wouldn't do them. It's a chance for coaches to, to really get on campus and visit with the kid, learn a little bit more about the background, get to know them, look at film with them, get a feel for their ability to learn. Yeah, you do all that at the combine. No, you can do a little bit of that at the combine. You can do a lot more of that. Um, bringing kids in for your 30 visits on to your facility could be affected. So exactly how this is going to play out, 
Folks, it's like anything else. Stay tuned. We're going to keep you up to date. Um, there's no real rule book for this. I know that there's going to be a desire to get as much information as possible. Uh, but how do you do you do some of these things electronically and uh, set it up there? Or you, uh, you know, can you – are we going to have some positive news in a week or two weeks to maybe get some of these pro days done? I don't know. It's going to be real – Real interesting to see how this plays out. We're still on target to getting for the deadline for the players to vote Saturday. And then the deadline for franchise and transition designations on Monday. And again, the start of the league year on Wednesday the 18th. We'll see if any of that changes. And we'll keep you up to date on LandryFootball.com. A reminder that we tape this podcast as well as the college podcast in the evening. So as you're listening to this probably early morning, understand that there's a little bit of gap between the time we put this podcast to bed and it's produced and put up for you to listen to. So in that gap, there's going to be some information, particularly on the NFL side as it relates to free agency uh, and other issues. Um, There's going to be information that comes out, leaks out, and we're going to have the updates over at LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you combine listening to this with a membership to LandryFootball.com. So some free agent news around the league because business is still being done. Uh, the Patriots have picked up the team option for Jason McCourty, their cornerback, dealing with a groin injury, but pretty easy decision otherwise. Um See if this increases their chances of keeping his brother, Devin McCourty. Jason was fantastic. Uh, one of the graded very, very well last year. The Texans want Dylan Cole back in 2020. He's due $2.14 million. Um, the, uh, the restricted uh, free agent tender. Played in all 31 games since joining the Texans in 17. Uh, he's been fully a reserve, but... Um, the linebackers got some ability on special teams and in the reserve role to develop into a pretty good player for them. Uh, free agent linebacker Christian Kirksey is on his visit to He's visiting the Packers, visited the Packers on Thursday. He's already visited the Raiders. I know some other teams are interested. Um, the Browns, um, also another team that are interested. You know what's, what's interesting, too, with some of this travel it's not a mass, folks, so you wonder, again, um, how this is going to be viewed. Can it be more controlled since it's not a lot of people? But remember, you're bringing in contact with – anytime you're bringing somebody to your facility, you're bringing in contact with everybody that they've been in contact with. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. The Dolphins won't pick up the team option on center Daniel Kilgore, I'm toward, told. It's going to be a, a free agent, start of the league year, nine-year veteran, started in um, 17 games for the Dolphins over the past two years. He's um, graded out decently. He's going to be 32. So he's a short-term option with somebody with some starting experience at the center position. Free agent tight end Jordan Reed is visiting with the Seahawks. What tight end has not visited with the Seahawks? They just signed Greg Olson. They have Jacob Hollister at Will Disley on their contract. Um, But Jordan Reed, certainly, when he's been healthy, he's been very effective as an H-back, different type of guy, 
He's just not been healthy, and that's been the biggest problem. The Giants have re-signed fullback Elijah Penny to a two-year contract. He's headed for restricted free agency, primarily a league blocker. Injuries, um, a little bit of a factor in his game. Um, the Titans release Deion Lewis. Moves creates $4.4 million in cap savings. Uh, leaves just behind $1.1 million in dead money. Now they're trying to focus on getting Derrick Henry done. Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, a tall order. They are, that is their biggest mission this offseason, to get those deals done. And they're working hard to do so. Before both reach free agency, start of, well, what we think is the middle of next week. Um, the Bills re-signed left guard Quentin Spain to a three-year, $15 million contract. Signed away from the Titans last spring. He started all 16 games for the first time in his career. Allowed zero sacks. Um, he's not a good run blocker, but really good pass blocker. Eagles re-signed punter Cameron Johnson to a one-year, $660,000 contract. 25-year-old, um, third year handling the Eagles' punts. The Bengals re-signed exclusive rights free agent cornerback Tony Brown. Made 20 appearances for the Packers over the past two years before being cut loose. The Bengals claimed him off waivers. He's got a chance to crack that roster and make that roster this year. The Dolphins re-signed defensive end Zach Sire to a one-year $660,000 contract. He's an exclusive right free agent. Second year, seventh rounder. Made uh, seven appearances between the Ravens and the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins re-signed defensive tackle Trent Harris to a one-year $585,000 contract. He was an exclusive rights free agent. He was claimed off of waivers from the Patriots at final cuts last year. Second year undrafted free agent out of Miami. Made three starts across 11 appearances. They also re-signed wide receiver Isaiah Ford to a one-year $660,000 contract. Third year, seventh rounder, was an exclusive rights free agent. Ford began 19 on a practice squad before eventually working into a big role down the stretch. Um, Dolphins are dealing with injury issues at at wideout. Um, Drew Brees has put out there that he's willing to take a little bit below market value with the Saints. He's already said he's re-signing with the Saints. It's just a matter of working out the details. Um... I think it's probably in the $24 million range. Probably not much more than less than that. Uh, the Titans also released Cameron Wake and re-signed Chris Milton today. Chris Milton, a special teamer, was released uh, in a procedural move on Wednesday. Struggled, been struggling with injuries. The Titans released Cameron Wake. That move creates $5.6 million in cap space, $2.7 million in dead money. You know by now that the Packers released Jimmy Graham. Um, T.J. Carey, who's more recently with the Browns, is expected to visit the Seahawks. Um, the Jets have released the safety blank Countess. Saves them $1.2 million in cap money. It looks like um, Lamar Miller is going to test the market. We mentioned that yesterday. Um and uh, it, it looks like um, the Bucks are definitely have legitimate interest in making a move on um, on uh, Tom Brady. So we'll see if that comes to fruition or not. Um, 
we've been taking a look at a different position in this free agency period, the uh, list of free agents and who has done what. And going to be interesting uh, to see how this plays out. But I wanted to continue with the process. And we've talked, let's see, we've talked defensive tackles. We've talked defensive ends. We've talked linebackers. We've talked safeties. So I want to talk a little bit about corners today and who might be um, the best options to look at as we hit the market. And again, pending uh, any of these guys signing, uh, you know the drill. I've got the complete free agent board as well as position by position of every player in the league and how they graded out this past year. So you are well aware of how this uh, plays out and who could be a free agent or not. I think Byron Jones is definitely um, James Bradbury or two of the top guys. I do think Byron Jones is the highest graded guy. He's one of the better corners in the league. It's been excellent the past couple of years. And we'll see what the Cowboys can do. They've got a situation with Dak. They've got the situation with Amari Cooper. Um, Byron Jones would would be next, but he's certainly going to get um, a lot in the open market. I think Chris Harris is still one of the better corners in the league, but he's 31. James Bradbury uh, is 27. While well, I like him a little bit better, both Harris and Bradbury are low-grade purples. Um, Darquis Denard is 28, played well, um, slot corner. Bradley Roby is a 28-year-old slot corner. That's very effective. Jimmy Smith of the Ravens and Kendall Fuller of the Chiefs, Brian Poole of the Jets, Ronald Darby of the Eagles, Logan Ryan of the Titans are all low-grade purples. Um, some orange-grade backup quality, Prince Makamura, McKenzie Alexander, Trey Waynes, Mike Hilton, Kevin Johnson, Tremont Williams, Ross Cockrell, J.B. and Ellett, uh, Jalen Mills, Darrell Worley. Uh, Josh Norman, we already know, is already signed with the Bills. So for the complete list, you can check it out over at LandryFootball.com and see where the value is, how players graded out this past year, regardless whether they're free agent or not, because, again, they could be released, could be traded, or could be re-signed, and you know uh, how they stacked up. Want to um, end the show today by... John asks about um, about the real story about Eric Mangini is in, and his demise as a football coach. Um, well, you know, Eric Mangini um, it's a good coach. He was a guy that obviously learned the game under Bill Belichick uh, and then obviously got the Jets job. He was the guy that um, was responsible for – turning in Belichick on the Spygate stuff. And, you know, he, um, you know, I think that had a lot to do with his being out of favor with a lot of people in the league. He also, you know, spent some time in San Francisco as as kind of an analyst there. Um, it's under Chip Kelly. Um, you know, um you know, but, you know, I think Eric's a good coach. I, I think he's, um, you know, someone that's not been real dynamic, has not been real successful 
You know, he had two shots at being a head coach in the league. Hadn't worked out very well. And quite frankly, he has fallen off the radar. He was a good young coach. But, you know, it's an issue. Um, you know, uh, you have a question about Mike Holmgren made the change to put uh, Mike Holmgren made the change to Pat Shermer. In hindsight, do you think he thinks he made a mistake? No, I don't. I don't think that's the, the case. I'm, I'm talking about Mike Holmgren, and uh, I don't know. You know, Mike had Fritz Shermer. Um, no, I don't think that's that. Uh, I'm not quite sure I understand your question there, John. But no, I don't think that. Uh, you know, Mike ran all of his offenses. And so the guys that he had on the offensive side of the ball were all basically, you know, he didn't give control of anything on the offensive side. Uh, so, no, that was not a real factor. But good good, uh, good thoughts there. Appreciate the questions. And certainly um, if I didn't answer it, it's a little bit run on there. I'm not quite sure looked like you were talking about Mangini and then the home grin. I'm not quite sure what you were trying to get at there. So, anyway, if you if you can clarify or if there's another question, I'd be glad to answer it. Good stuff there. Uh, Kevin asks for the Pro Football Show. He says, as our country goes through uncharted territory with the coronavirus pandemic and created massive amounts of uncertainty and horror, et cetera, uh, many of our elderly citizens dying a miserable death, child hunter issues becoming – because of school closures, the potential of millions of people losing jobs in our service economy, massive amounts of investment and retirement wealth being lost in the markets, et cetera. Can you talk about people in the world of football who provided you with a shining example of how to deal with adversity uncertain and uncertainty? Well, you know, pretty much everybody that I've been around, I, you know, Kevin, football makes you deal with it whether you want to deal with it or not. Um, look, you know, what's going on in our country is far more serious than anything that we do in terms of winning and losing a football game. Now, that's pretty damn important for those that are involved in it. There's no question about that. Um, but it's not life or death. A lot of guys make money. Uh, some don't make a lot of money. Uh, but you're well paid. You have opportunities. But adversity hits you. For players, it hits you with injuries. Uh, for coaches, you're you're the star one moment, and you're you're the 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 dunce the next moment. I mean, you 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 deal with that, and um, you. You're kind of exposed in the public uh, arena to where you have to deal with maybe being humbled. You have to deal with success. You have to deal with each accordingly and not be overly influenced by either. Um, One of the things I think football teaches you is the little test so that if you're you get beat out by somebody. If you get, um, you've got to fight harder. You got to work harder. You got to figure out a way to do it better. All those things I think are great lessons. It's one of the things, and I, I don't want to get um, too far off, but hopefully this will add something to your question or the answer to your question. And that is, I think it's one of the things that concerns me 
with where we're headed in a lot of today's world of football, and that is particularly in college where if you you can transfer if things are not working out. I don't have any problem if somebody has a legitimate reason to transfer, a sickness in the family, something like that. But what we're seeing is the majority of these players are leaving just because, well, I was going to be a starter and I got beaten out, I'm going to go somewhere else. I mean, we're teaching people to quit. We're teaching people to take the, you know, the easy way out. And I don't think that's the way. I, I do believe that working hard, I do believe that focusing, I do believe that uh, putting in extra time, extra preparation is the key to getting an edge. It's why I believe that loving what you do is so important because the more you love what you do, the more inclined you are to spend more time doing it, the more time you spend doing it and learning it and growing, the better you're going to get. It's not a real secret. Um, you know, adversity um, that comes about from maybe coaches that give you a hard time makes you, you know, realize that even though you're doing a good job, Man, you had a good morning. You put together one hell of a scouting report on your upcoming opponent, and you're good. Go sit back at your desk, and you stretch out, and you think, boy, I did that. I'm really that's good. proud of myself. Well, you know what? There's a next job. There's a next chore you got to get on. It is the business of playing football, whether I made a good play or made a bad play, living in the moment of the next play is what it taught me. And I don't know that any one coach did it, whether it was my high school coach, whether it was a Bill Orangebarger guy uh, was a big part of making sure that you were always humbled because it didn't matter what you were doing. It was always gruff and you could do it better. Um, certainly Bill Belichick was a another guy, but there to me, I think those are organic lessons that are learned just from the standpoint of there's always another game, there's always another practice, there's always another play, and you've got to continue to live in the moment and get better. So you have a great play. You have a great moment. You can't live off that. You have to refocus your energies towards the next thing. If you have a bad moment, you've got to refocus on the next thing. Or focusing on what you just accomplished, positively or negatively, is going to create a negative result in your next future project that you're working on. So I think it's an organic thing that just happens in the course of football. Uh, the life lessons are that, Look, it's a tough time. They're tough issues. So how do we translate that into our work environments? Well, I think compete, work hard, do what you do with a passion. You do it the right way to make sure that um, you're achieving the most of your abilities, don't cheat yourself. 
I also think it's important to maybe hold other people accountable. I think certainly as we are dealing with issues in society, we've got to hold our, our elected officials responsible. We've got to let them know how we feel. You know, we often gripe about it. We often complain about things, but we usually don't have the answer to it. I know in my arena of when I like to try to get things done, be it in a competition committee meeting, a rule change, or um, how we do things and all collectively bargain in, in, in the, the CBA, um, in college, which frustrates the hell out of me with some of the rules and trying to get things maybe changed and modified there. Um, it's, it's all about what's best for the game and trying to hold people accountable and always trying to do the best. I think if you don't hold people accountable, I don't think if you if if you don't have a way to improve it, don't criticize it. You know, come with a constructive criticism that's going to make whatever the situation is better. So whether you're inclined to pray or seek, uh, seek solemn thought, think about what you can do in some of these situations. Um the economy is going to come back. Things are going to give it. Hopefully, our lawmakers are going to follow through on what they promised about making people uh, who are going to lose in this service economy time uh, that they can get restitution for that. And we can help people through this um, awful health crisis and then get the economy back to where it needs to be. But you bring up something that's important. Sometimes when you have a bad situation, it shines the light on something. And then it it's also shining the light on something in the back of the closet, too. So you're bringing something of, you know, it's bringing about concern, particularly right now with the coronavirus, of the elderly. Those are the ones that seem to be the most vulnerable. It's the most concerning. We need to be most interested about fixing that. But you bring about something about child hunger issues. You know, we we need to make sure that that is in the forefront, and we make sure that our um, elected officials are aware how important that is. Um, they don't have a job if we don't elect them, and we only have one vote. But don't think that your vote is just one vote. It matters. And if everybody thinks that they're, well, it's just one vote and it doesn't matter, that's how you end up with maybe circumstances that are not as good um, as it should be. If you believe in something, if you're passionate about the way things should be done to improve our society, then maybe do something. Maybe you can't contribute financially. Maybe you can contribute Maybe it's just writing a letter to a congressman or someone, letting them know, let your voice be known. Just some of my thoughts on it. But I do think dealing with adversity and uncertainty is about showing up, doing your best, controlling what you can control, control your environment, be aware of your circumstance, do whatever you can to improve that circumstance, 
And I do think one of the things that I've thought a lot about in prayer here the last couple of days is you just have to wonder why some of these things happen. And I don't know that there's an answer, but there's there's obviously a panic. I think about this. You ever think about this? Yeah, there's a rush that everybody's out there. For example, going to the store and buying up all the um, the Purell, the antibacterial solutions. Think about this. Everybody's trying to hoard all the stuff for themselves. Isn't that the ultimate height of selfishness and stupidity combined? Because if you don't leave enough for someone else, someone else can't disinfect themselves and they could give you something. (laughs) It doesn't matter how much you have. So it's just a perfect example. I, I do think that when we talk about politics, when we talk about anything, we often think about how it affects us. To me, I like to think about how it affects everybody and and usually the, the least thought about and cared for people in our society. So I'm most concerned about any issue, how it's going to affect the elderly, how it's going to affect the youth. And then, you know, what are the opportunities it's going to provide for a better life. Anyway, I'm get off my soapbox. Um, but I appreciate that. That was a very thought-provoking philosophical question, Kevin. Kevin always has some really good football questions, and he made me think beyond that. But I would say the game of football as a whole, not one individual, uh, taught me how to go in each and every day. You don't know what's going to happen. Don't know that you might have to adjust a game plan or as a player – you might have to adjust a certain way to do it during the game. You you go out, you compete, you go out with great preparation, but you go out with a great clarity of understanding that you may have to adjust. And you've got to put the last play behind you, that you can't live off the last play, good or bad. You've got to focus on the next one. Easier said than done. But the more you can stay in the moment, the better off you're going to be. Folks, um want to remind you again, this podcast is all of our podcasts. Pro Podcast, College Podcast Every Day, brought to you by our great friends at 401k Generation. Reach out to them during this tough time. Give them a text. Give them a call at 1-866-998-5879. Look, they're licensed in all 50 states. They're there to calm your fears about what's going on in the market, explaining how it's going to come back eventually. I mean, it will. Uh, Everybody's in a different situation, though. So maybe getting your situation understood, maybe get a second opinion will help. Maybe it'll just give you peace of mind. If it'll give you a better night's sleep, isn't it worth it? Give them a call or a text today. Again, tell them we sent you, 1-866-998-5879. Make sure you give our college football show a listen. We got that every day, Monday through Friday as well. Check that out. Sign up Sign up for it at Landry Football's conference call, so it'll go right to your phone. And lastly, um, please join us over at LandryFootball.com. We're really proud about what we're doing. We're giving you insights from a coaching and scouting perspective. Um, 
on free agency, the draft, inside information. We got it all covered for you. Um, it's like having your own scouting department and you being an owner and having your own scouting department for less than a magazine subscription. I mean, it's $5, less than $5 a month, four ninety nine a month for an entire calendar year. You can't beat that. Check it out today. Take advantage of the offer. That'll get you a full calendar year. It'll get you free agency, the draft, scouting reports, draft boards, free agent boards, recruiting information, uh, recruiting evaluations during the summer, uh, all the football season. And, you know, listen, we don't know what's going to happen. They say once the weather heats up around the country, this virus will combine with hopefully getting a vaccine. There's rumors about in Israel uh, advancements on or making progress towards a vaccine. We'll see. Uh, we don't know. And so my advice to everybody out there is to stay calm, but to stay aware. Uh, I made this little uh, notation yesterday, and I'll say it again. One of my best friends, brother, is one of the leading experts in the country on infectious diseases. And he says a couple of things you can do. Don't touch your hands. I know it's tough. Don't rub your eyes, in your nose, in your mouth with your hands. And when you wash your hands, wash it with antibacterial soap and wash it for at least 20 seconds. And that's about the length of the happy birthday song. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, yada, yada, yada. Do that. Make sure you scrub in between your fingers and on the top. Uh, you do a good job of that. Be careful, be smart about being around the elderly, even young people around older people. Be smart, be careful. Uh, it'll some, be something everyone will, will get through, but going to have to get through it together. So God bless everyone. Have a great weekend. We're going to keep you up to date on all the latest now on LandryFootball.com. And a reminder, as we tape this show, there is that gap. So make sure you check this out in the morning, at night. Um, there's going to be things that take place and that we may not cover here as we're taping this show, but that will happen later. Uh, certainly this weekend, we'll keep you up to date on the votes with the Players Association uh, and whether we are headed towards free agency uh, for real, if it's going to stay on schedule. And it looks like that's the closest thing that we're going to have to sports for some time. Baseball's on hiatus, spring training. Hockey is. NBA, no March Madness basketball, no college baseball or any collegiate sports whatsoever. Golf has shut it down. I mean, uh, I don't know. I think NASCAR said they were going to race um, without fans. Um, maybe by the time Sunday comes, this weekend comes, that's off. Who knows? Uh, so we'll keep you up to date on the latest Um Football news, college, NFL, in our notebooks, uh, and certainly check out our uh, free agent strategy reports for each and every team inside the NFL. Appreciate you joining us. I'm Chris Landry. Have a great and safe weekend. Talk to you Monday, everyone. <laughs>
with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.